Hi, Saint. Um, I've been recently encouraged to record these voice notes and I, I do believe they'll be a blessing to you. Um, I hope to keep them coming and to keep them going for the coming few few days, weeks, even months and even years. <laughs> All right. Um, I'm not one who gives titles to what I'm about to share. We're just going to figure it out as we continue, but you're going to get the gist of what I want to share today from Romans chapter 10. I'll read maybe from verse 1 right down to verse 18 maybe and um, um, from the New King James Version. Um, please bear with me. Um, I'm not necessarily um, a preacher. Uh, I just, I basically teach. So we will be reading this in, 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 in with some detail, you know, and I, I hope you're going to enjoy that. Um, so Romans chapter 10, verse 1. So it says, he says, brethren, um, my heart's desire and prayer to God for Israel is that they may be saved. For I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God, but not according to knowledge. I want to repeat that and I want you to underline a few things here. The first thing that I want you to, to take note is, that, is, 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 this, is this desire and prayer that he has, Paul has, for the people of Israel. And I know that's important because when you mention Israel, people, certain people get goosebumps, you know. Um, they, they really enjoy this Israel. Um, the people of Israel, they, 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 certain people still consider them the people of God. But this is what I want you to understand. He says they still need that they, get, they be saved. I want you to underline that word saved there. Um, for I bear them witness that they have a zeal for God. And in other words, they just a bit... You know, a zeal for God, that, that hunger, um, they, they have this hunger for God. But it is not, unfortunately, it's not according to knowledge. For they being ignorant, verse 3, of God's righteousness and seeking to establish their own righteousness, have not submitted to the righteousness of God. Wow, man. They are ignorant. Of God's righteousness. And what they've done. They've actually went on and seek and tried to establish their own stuff. <laughs> uh, their, their own ways of being right with God. And maybe we can we do fall victim of this in many ways. The specific, the specific terms. Excuse me. Where people create specific requirements. For them to be right with God. If I don't do A, B and C. Then I'm not in a right standing. You're establishing your own stuff. Don't be ignorant. There is, an, there is a righteousness which is of God. There is a righteousness which is of God. You don't have to establish anything. You don't have to fabricate anything. That I have to do A, B, C. Then, of course, if I've done this, if I read the Word, if I read Bible every day, you know, at 12 o'clock, if I, if I pray at 8 o'clock, if I, if I don't, oh, I'm, I'm doomed. Stop establishing such things. There's no need. Are you saying there's no need to read? No, I'm not saying that. I'm saying stop establishing things that you think and you define that this is what will make me right with God. Hallelujah. So this guy has a prayer and in the prayers for the Israel people, they have they need to be saved, underline that. They have gone out, they have a zeal for God, good hunger, you know, they 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 they, 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 they have but they don't have knowledge. There's no knowledge. And they've gone out to seek their own righteousness and have failed to understand. That there is a righteousness which is of God. For Christ, verse 4, is the end of the law 
for righteousness to everyone who believes. Okay. For Moses writes about the righteousness which is of the law. <laughs> Excuse me. The man who does those things shall live by them. Verse 6 says, But the righteousness of faith speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart, Who will ascend into heaven? That is to bring Christ down from above. Oh man. Or who will descend into the abyss, which is to the dead? That is to bring Christ up from the dead. Let me repeat that. Moses writes the righteousness which is of the law. The righteousness of the law states that the man who does those things shall live by them. But the righteousness which is of faith, which is the righteousness of God, it speaks in this way. Do not say in your heart. And that's interesting. It says, it speaks, but this is what it says. Don't say in your heart. Ish, who will go up to heaven to, to fetch, to bring Christ down? Who will, go, who will go to the abyss and bring him? Hmm? Simply meaning, he's not far. He's in you. Hallelujah. You don't have to be saying that. That's what the, it speaks. You, you don't have to go to heaven to fetch him. You don't have to go to the dead and bring him dead, up from the dead. Yeah? Hallelujah. But he says, verse 8, but what does it say? The word is in you. It is near you. It is in your mouth. It is in your heart. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. He says, the word is near you. It is in your mouth and it is in your heart. That is the word of faith which we preach. That is the Christ. Hallelujah. Because what, what is he saying? He says, the righteousness which is of the law says, the man who does those things shall live by them. Then he says, verse 6, but the righteousness which is of faith speaks. What does it say? Paul, he says, it doesn't say in your heart, if I could bring Christ down, if I could bring Christ up. No, it's in your mouth. Christ is in your mouth. He's in your heart. Speak it. Hallelujah. Amen. That is the word of faith which we preach. Amen. Then he says, verse 9, that if you confess the, if you with your mouth the Lord Jesus and believe in your heart that God has raised him from the dead, you shall be saved. This is a verse that people like using, especially when they, what do they call this thing? Altar call or something. Something called an old altar call. I don't know if you don't have an altar, what you call it. If maybe we're outside. But anyway, you can change everything and make it an altar, right? So they call it an altar call where people have to receive. They usually use this verse. It's usually used out of context because of what I've just told you now. The verse comes in an, in an addressing of a big issue. You've got a people who need to be saved. You've got a people who are ignorant. You've got a people who have a zeal of God. They don't have knowledge. They've gone to establish their own righteousness. They're ignoring the righteousness of God, which is the righteousness of faith which speaks. It says, don't, don't try and say, oh, Christ must come down. Oh, ah, no, no, no. He's in your mouth. He's in your heart. You need to speak. And it says, if you're going to confess with your mouth that the Lord Jesus, the Lord Jesus, you're confessing the Lord Jesus, you're confessing and believe in your heart um, that God raised him from the dead, you will be saved. Now, take note. The word saved today in that verse 9, if you're going to confess with your mouth and believe in your heart and you'll be saved, that word is different from the first saved that we saw at verse 1, where he says, I have a heart desire and I have a prayer for the people of Israel to be saved. That's two different things. The word, the word saved there in the first part is actually, when you check the strong concordance, it's a word called sofaria. It simply means them moving 
into the reality of the of 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 the, of the newness um, and the reality of the of, of the uh, of the new order, which is moving moving um, into Christ. You understand? That's what it simply means. But when you say the confession of the Lord Jesus Christ and the believing in your heart shall bring you shall be saved, it's not saying. Oh, if I do that, then I'll move from being a bad person to a good one. I'll move from darkness to light. I'll move from from hell to heaven. No, that word there is different. It's the word sozo, which simply has a different meaning, different connotation. It's a different one. It might come from the same family, but it means healing. It means preserving. It means to do well. It means to be made whole. Hallelujah. And that is why we need to understand that verse 9 is not a once-off thing that you say in the altar and then I'm, I've done, I'm done my confession. I'm now saved. Let's get on with it. No. This is our faith. This is the righteousness. This is what we need to keep continuing doing. We confess with our mouth. It's in the mouth. It's in our hearts. We don't run away from it. It's not a once-off deal. You continually do it because with it comes healing. With it comes preserving. With it comes doing well. With it comes being made whole. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I hope you're blessed by that. For with the heart one believes unto righteousness, and with the mouth confesses unto salvation. That salvation is the first one in verse in verse 1. For the scripture says, Whoever believes on him will not be ashamed, for there is no distinction between Jew and Greek, right? For the same Lord over all is rich to all who call upon him. Amen. And the line calling upon him. For whosoever calls... On the name of the Lord shall be saved. Hmm? That saved now is the first one we saw in verse 1. Whoever calls upon the name shall be saved. So then it continues. How then shall they call on him in whom they have not believed? Okay. So I'm not going to call on something I don't believe. And how shall they believe in him of whom they have not heard? Okay. And how, how shall they hear without a preacher? And how shall they preach unless they are sent? So the preacher must carry a message. A preacher without a message is very dangerous. Because what's going to happen is that he's going to give you something that you're, not going, that you're going to believe and your believing will be wrong and you're going to call for things that you're not supposed to be calling for. And where will be the saving coming from? I told you that the saving is not a once-off journey. I'm saved, done. It's healing. It's preserving. To do well. To be made whole. It's a continuous process. So how is that going to happen if the person who's carrying the mess, who's a preacher, doesn't have a message? They have to have a message. They have to be sent. Then they preach. When they preach, you hear. When you hear, you believe. When you believe, you call. And when you call, God answers. Hallelujah. When that cycle is complete, my brother, you're gonna see, uh, you're gonna see awesome stuff. You're gonna see awesome stuff. And some people are just stuck because they're believing wrong. I'm sorry to say that you're just believing wrong, and that's why you're stuck. And you need to align with something that's 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 truth, that's word. Amen. You cannot be stuck up in ignorance and say, oh, well, this is how things are, and therefore you're gonna set answers. You're gonna. You're going to see results. Sometimes you're not going to see results because you're being ignorant and trying to establish your own stuff. Okay? One man of God once said to me, God will meet you at your point of immaturity. And that's true. And never set that point to become gospel. Okay? But anyways, so he says, how, how are they going to call if there's 
they don't believe in how can they could believe if they didn't hear and how are they going to um, uh, how are they how are they going to um, to hear if there's no one preaching and how are they going to preach if they're not sent amen and then he continues to say but there's been a problem with them the, the Israel people he says they've not all obeyed the gospel for Isaiah says Lord who has believed our report and is quoting Isaiah 53 amen which is the gospel it says they haven't they haven't they haven't all obeyed it then he concludes and he says so then it's a conclusion so when this is one of the most famous verses again which is a conclusion of what he's saying so then imagine starting a verse like this so then that's why whenever they quote this verse they don't mention the so then they just say faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of god that's what the verse says but the verse says so then faith comes by hearing and hearing by the word of God. Hallelujah. In the context that someone must be sent and they must preach. And when they preach, someone hears. And when they hear, someone believes. And when they believe, they call upon the Lord. And when they call upon the Lord, they are answered. So I just wanted to show you. Um, um, amen and amen and amen. I wanted to show you that sometimes it's, it's, it's basically the small things. And letting go of, 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 of the traditions. And um, yes, you have a zeal of God. But sometimes it may be out of knowledge. And there's no knowledge. And I'm here to say to you, there is a righteousness which is of God. It is a righteousness of faith. It is not based on the law. It is not based on works. It is based on the fact that it speaks. It does not say bring Christ back. It does not say, no, no. It says Christ is in you. Speak and you shall be preserved. Speak and you shall do well. Speak and you shall be healed. Speak and you shall be made whole. Be blessed in Jesus' name. Amen.